0: Welcome, I am Asuti Marto Surijo, I'm your host and you are listening to Uplift My Life Today podcast, one that offers inspirations and practical tips to create the life you love without feeling overwhelmed. It's so nice to have you here. And for those of you who do not know me yet, I am a Zurich based uplifting life catalyst. Yes, it's a really sexy title, but essentially what I do is I help people from all around the world, like yourself, improving their performance and deepening their positive impacts. Essentially, I facilitate a deep and intensive process for them in getting both their conscious and subconscious mind to work together in creating a lasting impact in their life or lasting changes in their lives. You'll hear more about it in the next episodes. So today is a special episode as it is my first ever podcast episode and it is also the first episode of the Clutter Your Life series that I do to provide real examples and concrete tips on how letting go allows you to gain more across many parts of your life. Hmm, real examples? That's right. I'm going to share with you my journey and the journeys of many of the people I work with in creating lasting, transformational changes. For this particular episode, I am going to take you on a journey that I started two years ago to change my lifestyle. So if you are planning on or being forced to do such a process for any reason, this episode is definitely for you. I will share my four steps to design and create an elevated version of my life and the role of decluttering in creating this life. It's so nice to have you all joining me today. Let me start by taking you to the beginning of my journey. Just like you, I am a creature of habit. Just like any human. I want more of what I love and enjoy and I want less of what I do not enjoy. Mm-hmm. I can hear you say yes, yes. <laughs> so here's the thing. After observing life for so many years, my own life, and observing many people's life and these people are the ones that I had worked with. I discovered that life is so consistent that it is often predictable in that every now and then we all experience a specific event that stops us in our track, yanking us out of our routines and habits and forcing us to check in with how we feel about ourselves and our lives. And when that event happens, it usually brings us a gift in the form of a questions of which answers can change our lives. So in my case, the most recent of this event was when my mother passed away at the end of March, 2017. When my mom passed away, it was an enormous event for my siblings and me as not only that we, that our mother transitioned to the other side that day, we all became parentless. My father passed away very suddenly in 2012. So, for me personally, that day was a formal marking in time when I became a parent to myself. I am my own parent from then on. It feels quite weird, I must say, and I think. Regardless how old you are, when your parents transition, it generally brings out very specific feelings. When my father passed away in 2012, very suddenly, I was left with a confusion. I had this, I was in the state for a few months of not knowing how to live. Which is quite odd feelings, <laughs> considering I was already thirty eight years old at the time, and and I have thought of myself as a very independent woman for many many years, but it didn't it didn't make sense to me. But that's what it felt like. I was very confused. Um, of course, I did a lot of uh, grieving process supported by a counselor and um, healing process as well. So the experience when my mom passed away was something completely different. I was able to be with her until the seconds of her taking her last breath and I consider that moment to be beautiful. Um, I was prepped well by the passing of my father, obviously. And, um, and when she passed, something else showed up. I felt like I, my adulthood was being elevated. The next level somehow. Our family grieved for both of my parents, mixed emotions showed up, and but something else happened to me. As I came back from the burial site where we buried um, our mother, something profound clicked in me. I realized that me and everybody else who was there, too, heading towards this ground, the the burial ground that I just left uh, my mom in. And I also, I all of a sudden had this profound realization that my physical time will expire at some point. And honestly, in the past two years or in the years prior to that moment, I had said, I had experienced a lot of friends my age or younger transitioned to the other side. Now I just want to make a clear point here. After the passing of my dad I managed to befriend death as a concept. I accept it to be a transitioning journey. It is a natural part of my life. It doesn't scare me. It comforts me even to know that I'm going to transition at some point. I also learn something else, and I choose to accept this, in that love does not die, cannot die, will not die when somebody dies. And that means love can never disappear. Love is always there. And this two realization I keep very, very, very strongly in my life, and I infuse it to everything that I do in my life. So, coming back to that moment, actually, When my mom passed away, what I felt was a sense of freedom. (laughs) It's very odd to say this, but I felt like a sense of freedom was expanding. Shortly after that, I started to realize that I have stopped myself many times from doing some things that I would have loved to do in the past for the sake of my parents' feelings. So all of a sudden, all this freedom is now at my disposal and instead of jumping up and down with joy I actually felt quite daunting and quite overwhelming and I realized that it's because everything is now down to me and I had not expected to feel so overwhelmed but I was and overwhelmed with the idea that I am now a hundred percent my own safety net and um, before i had both of them as my as part of my safety net so yeah all of a sudden i become a full grown-up at that point so what is interesting a question came to my mind and the question says what would help you astuti to die peacefully when your time comes Now, I must say, this is not the first time this question comes to me. However, at that point, there was a sense of urgency rising in my heart. And I know that this is a question that I do not want to skip. So I let it sit with me for days, even weeks after. I, at some point, I decided to morph the question into... How do I want to live so I get to do much more of what I love and less of what I do not enjoy? That sounds like a better question to me. So here's the first step to design and create an elevated version of my life. The first step is to answer this question. Answer the question of what or how do I want to live so I get to do much more of what I love and less of what I do not enjoy. Let me tell you, this turned out to be the most important question in my life to date. Because an ongoing honest dialogue with myself starts then. And the answer of such question doesn't come overnight. It doesn't. I am... I like um, a structured way of thinking, okay? So to answer this question, I needed some kind of reference point. I recalled reading an article from Tony Robbins about humans' six core needs. Tony Robbins, for those of you who do not know him, he is a world-renowned life coach of whom I have come to respect. He had impacted so many people's lives millions probably by now and in the meantime he develops an, a deep understanding about human and their needs. I remember resonating with the theory he proposes in this article so I dig this out and the six core needs of all human needs, six core needs of all human are first the need of certainty which is the need for safety Stability, security, comfort, order, predictability, control, and consistency. Don't we all have this? One point or another. The second is the needs of variety or for variety. What this means is we, human, also at some point in our lives, need variety, surprises, challenges, excitement, differences, chaos, adventure, and change. I can confirm to that. Because the only time I grow is when I leave my comfort zone. The third need that Tony suggests is the need of significance, which is the feeling that we are meaningful, special, wanted, and important for others and that we are worthy of love from others. The fourth is the need of love and connections. This is a sense of belonging. It's the feeling of being approved, accepted, connected, intimately, so really deep connected, and loved by other humans. The fifth one is needs of growth, which basically a burning desire for constant emotional, intellectual, and spiritual development. And the last one is the needs for contribution, which means it is the needs for us to give beyond us, to serve others and to care for others. It was a great starting point for me. I contemplate this for some weeks and realized that my top three needs of this period are love and connection, growth and contribution. It is, (laughs) actually I find this very interesting because when somebody would have asked me the same question five years ago, the answer would be different. Definitely not this top three. But then I asked myself, what does it mean though? Does it mean that If I don't have variety as my top three now, doesn't mean that I'm not interested in variety. No, I don't think that is the case. I think these needs are basically just the priorities that we need at the moment. Um, It doesn't mean that I don't need variety. I think the needs to have deeper connection is much more important than to have new experience, per se, if I can compare it bluntly. Will it change over time? Yes, I believe so. When I look back to my life in my 20s, my most eminent needs was completely different than of my 30s and now and compared to now in my 40s. So, it was a big relief <laughs> to have these answers. I feel now understanding what I need, I can start doing something to fulfill my need. So then, now that I have identified my needs for this period, what now? So the second step to design and create an elevated version of my life is creating uplifting scenarios of what these needs look like and integrating them into my subconscious mind. That is the second step. Although it sounded a little bit complex, it is not. And I'm going to describe to you how I do it. I start by clarifying in my mind what love and connections, growth and contribution look like, feel like and taste like. My take on these may not look the same as yours if you would have the same needs. It's very tailored to who you are. I start to jot down some ideas, feelings, and images, how these needs show up in my life from now on. As I am a visual person, I start to bring to life all these images. It's almost like making some movie clips of my life with me living in it. I'm not watching it, but I'm living in it as the main actress and as the director. So I can change everything I want whenever I want. So just to give you some ideas, let me share with you a couple of clips that I created. So as you may know, I am an Indonesian living in Zurich, Switzerland. My siblings are located in the US and Singapore. My close friends are spread around the world, from Indonesia to the UK to the US to Kenya, Switzerland, Australia, everywhere. My extended family is Indonesia, so when people say the world is our playground, it literally is for me. I want deeper connections with my with my loved ones, my friends, my family. So I envision myself meeting them more often every year, spending longer quality time together, making new memories, sharing experiences, creating new hobbies, discussing new interests, Um, tasting new food, visiting new places, etc. I see myself spending more time with my cousin, my goddaughter, my nieces and nephews because I love them. I see myself visiting a couple of more uh, countries where they come from so I get to know them more. I also want to spend, I also see myself spending an extended time in Indonesia with an intention to reconnect and get to know my own culture it is a way to get stronger connection with my roots i have lived outside of indonesia for 20 years so getting to know my cultural background, which is uh, from central Java, is very fascinating. (laughs) I I have very excitement over learning these things. I was born in the UK, so getting to know the UK from many different angles is very exciting for me now. So that's one clip. The other clip is better, better um, relationship with my body. I've not, if you ask my friends, they will be able to confirm to you that I have not been always doing my best in taking care of my health and my body. I've put my body through a lot of stress for many many years. I had a burnout in 2008. I um, have not been able to understand what my body is telling me and I'm changing that. So I see in this clip that I eat healthier, I choose better the positive ingredients or good ingredients to eat i'm cutting red meat for example Um, cutting dairies as much as possible i see myself do more walks stretches and swimming i'm i see myself spending more time um, in nature more meditate outdoor when the weather permits etc so this is a few things that I put in the clip. And there are many clips because I have so many different aspects in my life. Um, and I, in for each of them, I start to create fun, uplifting movies. And I must say, the whole process is very therapeutic for me. It feels really uh, exhilarating because I give my permission to be very wild with this um, process. So what do I do with all these clips? So it's important for me to integrate this into my subconscious mind, okay? So I let these collections of movie, my life movie clips, to sit with me and in me for weeks. And to integrate them into my subconscious mind, I replay them one clip at a time in my daily meditation, usually before going to sleep or shortly after I wake up. Because that's when I'm the most relaxed. Sometimes I also tap myself when replaying these clips because you know tapping is actually allowing um, the brain to receive to feel much more calm and receiving new information many people use vision boards for this step some would record their own voice describing how it feels like to be in their elevated life and listened to it in their meditation there are many ways to do it the point of this second step of creating an elevated version of your life is to create a vision and integrate this vision into your subconscious mind as your subconscious mind is your strongest asset to make this happen. Now we come to the third step of designing and creating an elevated version of my life. Implementation plan, creating the implementation plan. I started, by brainstorming what I can do. I do a lot of research. I jot down different ideas. I chat with people who are now already doing what I wanted to do. I discuss my thinking with my close friends, my family, my coach. Um, I would do a little bit of uh, reading or join a community to get some information. Basically, this is a time when I brainstorm a lot of things. So I do take time to sleep over these ideas, to cross out some, the ones that I don't resonate with and to keep the ones that I like. And I repeat this cycle a couple of times. So it's not like just one afternoon I decided to do this. No, it, 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 it went through for a couple of uh, cycles of thinking, reflecting, thinking, reflecting. What is important is when you are creating this kind of list, as I found myself, is to come to a list where it feels right. The key thing is feels right. And, and when it feels right, it's basically as, um, an indication that your heart and your mind are connecting. So once the content in the list feels right, I assign priorities to them. So anything that is in my life or any activities that is in my life that are not according to this priorities list, I stop doing them. It's as simple as that. And to help me, because I'm a very structured person, I like to, to cross things out from my list and I enjoy the feeling of achieving something. From all this list of my action plan, basically, I create many projects. I like to do it like projects because it has a specific starting time and an end time. So at any given moment, my life is filled with many projects. And for each project, I would have my support people. So for me, this works really well because I enjoy the feeling of closing a project. The point is, when you have a list, an action list of what you have to do, you need to know yourself what is good for you and how you can structure it so it gets done. Um, some people don't need to, meet, to make a mini projects, some do, like me, for example. So, yes, so as a conclusion, the third step is to create the implementation plan and create support system around it to implement your plan. Now we're reaching the fourth step, which is declutter. Declutter what, you may ask? Well, the answer is very simple. It's decluttering anything that takes energy from you. Here's why. Something I know to be a consistent fact is that whenever I want to shift or change something, I need to focus and invest energy to do so. To make the shift faster, it is critical and important for me to be as light as possible. Okay, not necessarily in weight, but although it's nice, but it's more about lightness in my mental and physical point of view. How I have achieved this over and over again is by filling up my life with beliefs, activities and possessions that are giving me energy and let go as much as possible what dragged me down. It's as simple as that. Surround myself with everything that gives me energy and let go everything that drags me down. Look at it this way. It's like moving to another country or to a new house. There is a reason why you choose to do this. It is because you want to experience something different or something new. The most reasonable thing to do to experience something new is to bring with you only things and beliefs that are useful for you getting this new experience and leave everything behind that do not. Anything that does not add something positive into your life, drop them. This is what decluttering is about. It's about acknowledging what will help and not help for what you want to experience and to purposefully select them. My job has shown me, and actually my own experience also has shown me that many of us stopping ourselves from starting a process that we wish to go through because we are swallowed by things, emotions, and beliefs that do not serve us actually. We stop ourselves from growing because there's not enough mental nor physical space to bring in something new because the space is still filled up by irrelevant beliefs or things. So do you recognize this in yourself and in how you deal with the ideas of change or how you react to the idea of change? Humans generally do not like change. I would admit to that. If it's not necessary, why would I? We are creatures of habits. We like what we like. We repeat what we like. So to help you grow, make the process as easy as possible for you. Let go what you do not need anymore. I recognize how I slowed down a transformation process in the past. I was quite fluent in coming up with justifiable excuses for myself, which sounded Absolutely logical and acceptable when deep down I know that I actually lied to myself then. I used irrelevant habits, beliefs, and possessions as excuses. Over the past years, I learned the importance of purposefully decluttering my belongings and possessions, my beliefs, my body. And my relationships as part of creating this more elevated version of the life that I want. So this is the thing for you. When you are about to embark on a change in your life, be it at work, relationship, moving houses, getting fitter, whatever it is, declutter, declutter, declutter. Remember, the aim is very simple. It is to create more space and energy in you so the process that you will go through is more fun, more enjoyable, and faster. So, as I reach the end of this first episode, there are a couple of things you could take away. First, it is important to regularly check in with how you truly and honestly feel about your life. You can do it proactively or reactively, it doesn't matter. But when this comes and knock on your door, dedicate time and energy for it. Trust the process and trust me, the outcome will give you a sense of renewed energy in your life. Second, as you are clear with how you would like your life to be, Declutter, declutter, declutter. Make your journey light and fun. Let go that do not serve anymore. So new experience, people, habit can enter your life instead. I will speak about decluttering processes in the next couple of episodes. So stay tuned for them. There is a lot to talk about. In my recent journeys, I've done two main areas of declutterings, physical possessions and beliefs. I'm still decluttering my inner beliefs. So join me in the next episode where where I will share with you my process to let go 90% of my possessions. So it has been a real pleasure for me to share with you. Thank you for staying till this moment. I hope you have enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to see you in the next one. And in the meantime, keep uplifting your life every day. Bye!